Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. You know, sometimes you just got to dig deep, and that's what our next guest is going to be doing here, joining us right now at a post-media in Vancouver. One day removed from gutting through... Uh, a core injury. We welcome back to the show longtime uh, Vancouver based writer from Post Media, Ben Kuzma. Hello, Ben. How you doing? I'm well. If you look it up, it's lower body. Leave it at that. <laughs> hey, no, uh, no pain. hey, buddy, no pain, no gain, right? There you go. Well, actually, you know, we, we just had Louis DeBrosque and George LaRock on the show. One guy's a hunter and one guy's a vegan. So, uh, and, and so here are your choices for our completely uh, off-the-wall ongoing discussions. Uh, Al May and Louie talked a bit about guys uh, utilizing uh, bear, deer, and fox urine when they hunt. Uh, so you can you can uh, chime in on that, or if you want, or conversely, uh, the greatest player never to win a Stanley Cup. And uh, a lot somebody brought up the name Eric Lindros, who I think for four or five years might have been the best player in the NHL. Some people are going old school on us. Marcel Dion, Gilbert Perot has been mentioned. A guy that played two guys that played in Vancouver, Matt Sundin and Pavel Bure have been mentioned as well. So uh, which one do you want to take a swing at? <laughs> well, I'm, anything to do with urine, I'm just happy to go to the bathroom. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll, we're going to leave that one be. Yes. Uh, interesting window story. Back when I worked in Calgary, and uh, they were preparing for the Olympics, was that 88? And uh, Dave King, there, there's a little, you probably remember Father Bauer Arena, there's a little red door where it was kind of a player entrance. And I would stand by that because guys were coming through that door every day because they were allowing uh, pros to participate that year. And one year, Eric Lindros walks in and uh, obviously chronicled his uh, career pretty closely and uh, a beast of a player when he was at his best. Um, I think you could mention him among the best. He was that dominating, but then, of course, injury said to cold. So, Which we didn't yeah, know a lot about, right? Like, that was- no, it was like, it, it's like, you know, it's like you and I when we used to try to play football and, and you go to the sideline and you tell the coach, I'm seeing three quarterbacks, and he says, hit the one in the middle. Yeah. 
you know, a little bit different back then. But yeah, I mean, uh, Lindros was a beast, an absolute beast. Yeah, there, I I did the '91 Canada Cup. I was 25, and I had been working mostly up in Prince George in the reforestation industry. Might have been 185, 187 pounds. So I thought I was in pretty good shape. And Eric Lindros came into stretch. And remember, he did not play in the 91-92 NHL season. He was drafted in 91 by the Nordiques, but he was on the 91 Canada Cup team. And he came into stretch uh, adjacent to the media lounge at uh, Sask Place. And the look on everyone's fit, like no 18-year-old should be built like that. Should look like that, right? Like he, he looked like a 25 or 26-year-old man, muscle upon muscle. And... You know, and he was a, a, a taller guy, so it's not like he was too top heavy or thick. He was just chiseled. And it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's great. It's like when Denny it's like when Denny Potsan came into the league, he looked like he was twenty five years old, you know. Yeah. He thick beard, he looked like he'd been in the league for five years. Yeah, we had uh, Brian right. Trotchy on the show on Monday. Well then about Denny, Denny had a little bit of uh Swagger is that the is that the term? Uh, yeah, that, 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 that's one. <laughs> that's one assessment. Sure. Yes. Sure. Swagger. Uh, Pat sure. Alberre, you know, as a Vancouver, you know, you've been how long have you been covering the Canucks for? It's been over twenty years. Uh, this will be your twenty-three. Okay. If we're keeping track, yeah. Give me a quick, a quick rip on uh, on sort of the you know how Pavel is seen. And then the the guys that came in late in their careers, Sundin and Messier, because I would suggest quite uh, contrasting opinions from the fan base there. Um, Burry, the most exciting player of all time here. A uh, little bit divisive in the sense that he wanted out, and there was a great debate about his number actually being retired here because how can you be in the Hall of Fame and not have your number retired by your original club uh so divisive in that respect but anybody who saw him play right from game one uh by far the most exciting dynamic player um Sundin was here briefly well-dressed man by the way Sundin um (laughs) had a a social year and then uh cut the Canucks a a bit of a break and say you know uh, I'm not coming back for a year or two you can you can save your moolah and uh was Messier here yeah, I guess he was. Well, they they have a leadership award named after him, Ben. Did we just forget about those three years in Vancouver? Don't, don't, don't. Yeah, don't. <laughs> he's doing commercials now. What is he? Uh, what's what's the title? Oh, yeah, he's doing some commercial now. Anyway, yeah, uh, with Ice yeah, Cube. I I remember I remember Mess in a, a much better way when I was uh, in Calgary in the Battle of Alberta, and uh, we'll leave it at that. Yeah. All right. Uh, so tell me this, Ben Kuzma joining us out of Post Media in Vancouver. Where is the confidence level right now with the fan base and the hockey team this season? Well, I'll put it to you this way. Uh, General Manager ben, Jim Benning has gone from the most, um, I don't want to use hate's a strong word, but when they fly banners in the summer, uh, fire Benning, and there's a groundswell to get rid of the GM. And he did what he did in the offseason to get rid of dead money. And not only that, but improve the roster um, with the acquisition of OEL and uh, Connor Garland. It's, it's a much better team uh, than it was uh, a year ago. And suddenly, uh, it's Gentleman Jim. Everybody loves him. I mean, that, that's, I guess that's what happens in a hockey market when you pine to get to the postseason on a regular basis. And when you get there, you're not one and done. Uh, I think the uh, anticipation, the, the excitement in the, in the town is, 
is higher than it's been in years, and getting Pedersen and Hughes deals done uh, was critical. Uh, they're going to play tonight their first preseason games, uh, so you'll see them. Um, so yeah, it's a lot. The bar is a lot higher than it was certainly a year ago. I mean, when you finish last in the North Division and you've got the 24th ranked offense, 25th ranked power play, uh, you can't score, you can't defend, you give up the sixth most goals, but you also go through a season of incredible injury. Uh, you lose uh, Pedersen for the last 30 games. Uh, you have a, a incredible coronavirus outbreak within the organization. Um, it was a season of survival, so you can understand why there's so much uh, anticipation in Vancouver right now. Did they ever, was it a risk with Pedersen? Did they ever 100% verify what happened there? Uh, hyperextended wrist. March 1st game in Winnipeg. Uh, he went to play the puck, and then it's kind of one of those plays where his wrist jams on the shin pad of the guy checking him. And if you've ever had a hyperextension, it can be a problem. And, of course, uh, they tried to rehab it. He tried to play the next night in Winnipeg. It's one of those back-to-backs, and, right. and he, had not, he had nothing. So they, they went the rehab route. They didn't, it didn't need surgery. It's kind of like what Besser had a little bit. And he told us recently that when he went back to Sweden for the summer. He was able to do his training right away. It wasn't like, oh, I don't know when I'm going to get this wrist thing going. And he's been telling us, that certainly once he signed his contract extension, that it's not a problem. Obviously, we're all going to be watching that closely tonight, but uh, he was ripping him here in practice uh, yesterday, one-timers, wrist shots, and uh, a lot of wide eyes watching it. It seems that uh, that is there, and if that's not a problem, uh, it's going to make quite a difference here. Just uh, so the listeners are uh, aware, here's what Vancouver did. They they traded uh, Louis Erickson, who was really a bit player for in the last three seasons. $6 million cap hit. Uh, Jay Beagle, who was once a decent fourth-line player, but a guy they overpaid at $3 bucks. Antoine Roussel, who agitator at $3 bucks. So they dumped $12 million in salary. They gave up a number one, which turned out to be Dylan Gunther. Uh, a second in 2022 and a seventh in 2023. And they got back Ekman Larson with Arizona retaining 12% and then Connor Garland. I mean, that's, that's, I get why Arizona did the deal because they're looking to rebuild and everybody's available out of there these days with the exception of Jacob Chikrin. But, I'd say that was pretty good work by. Uh, well, yeah, the problem in Vancouver with guys like Beagle and Roussel, they got four years. I mean, that was a killer. The last year, if they were even been a year less, you would have saved six mil right there. And uh, like I said, they're, they're, they're you know, Beagle uh, just, you know, getting there now. And then Roussel had a lot of injuries the last couple of years, uh, the latest one being a knee injury that he never really recovered from. And uh, the, the Canucks uh, really knew they needed to do something with their bottom six mix. And it's going to look a lot different this year than even last year. Uh, getting Jason Dickinson out of uh, Dallas, who killed penalties pretty well there, and that's a real sore spot here. Uh, you know, it's, it's hard to say how those lines are going to play themselves out, depending what they do with Miller and Pedersen, whether they're going to keep them together or split them up, or how they're going to cover up for Brandon Sutter, who's not here, who would be your fourth-line center, who has, as they say, extreme fatigue. And you can think what you want with what's out there. Nothing has been said official, but he's not, he's not been here. He was not a training camp. He's not going to start the season. Uh, we don't know when he's going to be here. And then there's some concern about uh, Travis Hamannick, who is uh, kind of in a similar vein, a way you know, on uh, family matter. Uh, and, of course, uh, a lot of speculation about is that related to the protocols that are here. So he's not going to start the season either. So uh, when they're totally healthy, uh, they look pretty good. A couple of question marks, but this is still, even without that, 
a better team than it was a year ago. Well, just kidding. I mean, Garland up front. You got Pedersen healthy. So Pedersen, Miller, uh, Besser, sorry, what's going on there? Did you see he's got a wrist? Besser has a groin. I'm told Besser has a groin that, that he will start. He will be skating next week. Uh, and he should be there for the opener. So uh, that's uh, hopefully that's not a problem. I mean, a couple of years ago, Besser had a, a groin that uh, sort of morphed into an adductor strain, and, and he was gone for the better part of a month. But that was also the summer that he was still trying to rehab the back and, and really didn't get a full summer in and, and was behind the eight ball uh, from the get-go with his uh, – a bit of a holdout for his contract extension too. So, but uh, he's he's key. He was, uh, you know, a letterman scoring last year. Uh, has developed a, a way better two-way game. Understanding that you know offense comes from defense in transition, uh, and we know all about his shot. So uh, they have a lot of different ways they can go up front. I mean, you mentioned Garland. I mean, in the preseason they played um, Miller between Garland and and the rookie Vasily Puck Colson, who looked it was the only good thing here the other night against the Kraken. Uh, he was dominant. He was going through guys. He was getting shots on net. He was dangling. He was hitting. Um, to me, the, the, the perfect place to play that kid is a third line right wing. Let him learn the game at both ends. Uh, maybe get some second power play time. So uh, the only thing I can think for sure will probably be Pearson, Horvat, and Holglander. That's one line that's been intact here of late. But other than that, they can go a lot of different ways, and they haven't been able to do that before. Yeah, well, no, they're they're deep. I mean, they got a good top nine. Uh, question marks on defense, especially with Hammonick out of the. Uh, they signed Pullman to a four-year deal. Hughes got six years, by the way. So they're sitting there with Hughes and Ekman Larson on the left side. That's basically about 47, 48 minutes a game. Um, and then they've got Myers is still there on the right side. And now Poolman uh, is a right shot D as well. So they've got a couple there on the right side, but obviously Hammonick's the question mark. Well, in a perfect world, it's uh, Hammonick's back and he's paired with Hughes again. Um, I think what you'll see is Hughes will probably play with Myers. And uh, if Jack Rathbone doesn't make the team, there should be an investigation. Um, he's been great from the get-go. He's played every preseason game, so that tells you something. He's kind of a Quinn Hughes with some bite. I mean, he skates that well. He moves the puck that well. But he's also got some bite to his game, which they really like. And uh, you'll probably see him with uh, Luke Shen to start the season. Of course, Shen was here two years ago uh, looking after uh, uh, Hughes. And uh, he might be in a similar capacity here because you can't find Ole Ulevi. I mean, a fifth overall pick uh, just hasn't had a great camp or a great preseason. I don't know what this split's going to be between offense and defense and how many guys are going to carry. But uh, at best, uh, Ulevi might be a number seven right now. But they've also got uh, Hunt here, who's who's been very serviceable. Um, so we'll have to wait. You know, they always talk about competition at camp. Uh, there really has been competition here. Well, you, you gave the numbers. I mean, Vancouver is 24th in goals for last year, 22nd yeah. in goals against, 25th in the power play, 17th on PK, 20th in shots for, 29th in uh, shots against. So they got killed in the shot metric. I think they were minus four per game. And 19th in save percentage. And that's where I want to end up here. Uh, if I'm Vancouver, where I've got a little, I think Halak's uh, an upgrade on Braden Holtby. Uh, I don't know what happened to Holtby when he came here last year. I mean, he's working with Ian Clark, who's, you know, we call him the goalie whisperer, one of the better goaltending coaches around. Look what he's done for guys like Markstrom and, and even Demko. Um, 
but it just it just happened. I, the thing I like about Halak is that he's so laid back; he almost tips over. You know, he doesn't. He's been around. He's won Jennings. He's he's a winner, so he, he doesn't get rattled by stuff. If he ends up playing, you know, twenty five to thirty games, it's no big deal. It's not like he's pining for the net. He's here to do what they have him here for. Demko is the anointed guy, the guy who got the five year contract extension. He's the guy, and he's he's shown us yeah. uh, some spurts of greatness. I might go back to the bubble in Edmonton. They drove Vegas crazy uh, in, in that round. Um, so I, I do believe the goaltending is really not a concern. you got D. Pietro, who's going to be the starter uh, with the AHL team in Abbotsford. So uh, they're good that way. Um, but, but again, I don't know what happened to Holtby last year. He just, he just seemed to unravel. Um, I don't know if it was systems as much or it's just a, a lack of confidence. You know, that, that position is you're great one minute and you're not the next because uh, once the puck whizzes by, everybody wonders why. So, um, But I, I think they're fine in goal, and, and I, I think the Halak was a good get because, like I said, uh, he doesn't get phased by anything, and he's here to help them whenever they need him. Ben, final question. Uh, assess the Pacific Division. Well, uh, I look at Vegas, and I, I look at Edmonton, and after that, I think it's an interesting mix. I will say this much, that I believe the Canucks will be the most improved team in the division. You don't go from a situation where you had eight forwards out at one point last year, and it was basically audition season here because they had nobody who could play. And none of those guys are even back this year. A lot of them, the fill-ins and the guys that the, they brought up, they're not even in the organization anymore. Uh, you know, the fact that the Canucks, they, they put uh, Jonah Gadjevich uh, yeah. on waivers and just claimed this morning by San Jose, that tells you a lot about a guy who scored 38 goals in the A a couple of years ago, but has only played one NHL game here. He doesn't kill penalties. He's a nice guy, but he doesn't skate well enough. The Canucks have way too many options now in the bottom six. So I'm going to go Vegas and Edmonton, and then I'm going to tell you uh, it's going to be really interesting. But I'm going to I'm going to say the Canucks get in. I think they're going to be the most improved team. I think Calgary and Vancouver get in along with Edmonton and Vegas, and I think they're well. Then it's a then you know you're San Jose, LA, and uh, yeah, and yeah. Anaheim, I, I'm, and I'm saying that the three Canadian teams in Vegas get in, and I'd say four teams from the Pacific make it because I think there's a couple teams in the Central. Uh, in the states that have gotten a little long of the tooth, and I think it's going to catch up to them this year. Oh, we think alike. Wow. That's okay. okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> ben, great talking with you. Thanks for your time. See you Anytime Saturday night. I look for- yeah, I'll see you, bud. Take I'll care. wave to you. All right, that is Ben Kuzma from Post Media in Vancouver. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. So, so far today, we've heard from Cam Moon. Louis DeBrusque, George LaRock, and Ben Kuzma. Royal Pizza, Pizza Past, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. For a menu and a list of their 14 Edmonton and area locations, go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation at Royal Pizza is the Mediterranean chicken. Brendan Escott's a big fan of the Texan. And speaking of Brendan Escott, we're going to head off into this day in Oilers history. Now, this day in Oilers history for the last 10 seasons on this show has been sponsored by New West Travel. And we'll mention that New West Travel will have some Oilers Now road trips, Dennis and Jason Lalliberti, once we get some semblance of uh, normality. On this day back in 1993, what happened? The Oilers acquired defenseman Adam Bennett from Chicago in exchange for Kevin Todd. Bennett played 48 games in Edmonton, put up nine points before his career fizzled out in the minors. One of the things that hurt 
uh, Adam Bennett is he ran into a Wendell Clark uh, right hand one time, and it was not good. It was one of those ones uh, that he got knocked the you-know-what out. Like, it was ugly. Uh, LG has taken text time to text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. We're, we're talking about the best players ever to win the Stanley Cup. Bob, Marcel Dion, 1,348 games played, 731 goals, 1,771 points, 19 seasons uh, in the NHL. Uh, some of the players being named wouldn't be able to hold his equipment bag for him on that question. He's a pretty good player. There is a player that reminds me of him in junior right now, but a five foot eight, five foot nine, right shot, skill guy, centerman, Connor Bedard. When I think of Marcel Dion, and the first time I saw Bedard play, which I'll be honest with you, was in the U18 championships last year when they were in Dallas. I, that's who I thought of, was Marcel Dion. Uh, Tyler's going to throw out two names. What about Daniel Alfredson and Jumbo Joe Thornton? It's actually kind of crazy when you think about it, that Joe Thornton never... San Jose, for 15 years, was their their cumulative record was the best in the National Hockey League, and they got to one Stanley Cup championship and did not win it. Oilers GM says, Bob, the Oilers are going to win the Pacific. Well, I would say if they don't lose McDavid or Dreisaitl, I think they could win the Pacific. And the goaltending, I mean, who saw the goaltending going seventh overall? I mean, the Canucks have got Demko. He had a 9-11 last year, okay? And they finished 19th in the league in save percentage at 900. Edmonton finished seventh last season in save percentage. Bob, one of the best NHLers never to win a Stanley Cup, Dale Howardchuk. God rest his soul. You're right. He was a heck of a player. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Uh, thank you to all of you who took time to participate in the interactive element of Oilers Now today. We will be back today at uh, 5.30 p.m. with the face-off show with Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, Jack Michaels, Cam Moon, and myself, a 7 o'clock puck drop for the game. Tomorrow, wow, we're jammed. Uh, we are going to have Sportsnet's Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. Jack Michaels from Sportsnet, the Oilers Radio Network. Mike Babcock, two-time Olympic gold medal winning head coach for Team Canada. Stanley Cup Championship with Detroit. Now the head coach of the Saskatchewan Huskies. And Kevin Weeks for a Canadian Power Pack. Up next, a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3. Then the 6.30 Chet Afternoons of Jayla and I. Back at you at 5.30. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chet.